Hello, everybody. It is another episode of the Rat Network. I got my partner over there named David Solomon out of Montreal, Quebec. And my name's Stuart Brisgal. If you haven't noticed, I'm wearing a bright yellow shirt because I'm excited for a sunny, hot, nice weekend. Yes, I'm rubbing it into all those who have a snowy, cold, slushy weekend ahead of them. No matter where they so, you know, you know, David and I have been talking about the squad, Elon Omar, racism, anti-Semitism, double standards. Uh, what are the words am I forgetting here? Hypocrisy. Hypocrisy at its best. Not democracy. Hypocrisy. Rules for you, but not for me. For the last two years. Literally. When David and I came up with this uh, idea, you know, we have, you know, had heated debates. We've both lost it. We've both gotten it right. And I don't think we've actually missed a beat as far as our, our, our percentages of being right, not wrong. In other words, we haven't published a retraction yet. I think that's impressive, David. But David... I know you got a lot to say about Elon Omar and her recent public displays of affection towards the beloved state of Israel. Well, it goes beyond that, Stuart. You know, I, know. I, I can I congratulate Kevin McCarthy and the Republicans for sending a message that racism will not be tolerated um, on Capitol Hill. Also, when you're talking about a foreign affairs committee, and you crap on an ally in a racial manner, it won't be tolerated. And so Kevin McCarthy and almost every single Republican voted against Elon Omar's participation in the Foreign Affairs Committee. Now, it was virtually on party lines. One Republican did not vote in favor. He was the president, blah, blah, blah. And of course, the reaction from the Democrats were typical. From Elon Omar to Hakeem Jeffries to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and the rest of those lunatics, the remark was all based on the fact that the Republicans are vindictive they're, and they are racists because Elon Omar goes out and makes a remark that they don't want a black Muslim from Africa on the committee. And I'm paraphrasing slightly. And quite frankly, that's not it at all. But again, as we said in the previous rant, in order to perpetuate the, the, the myths, let's use the usual lines that work towards the Democratic Party, that the racist Republicans are doing it because they're anti-black, anti-Muslim. Let's throw it black phobia, Islamophobia, women phobia. And to quote my friend Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who slammed her notebook during, you know, the, the, the hearings, I had a member of the Republican caucus threaten my life, and the Republican caucus rewarded him with one of the most prestigious committee assignments in the Congress. Don't tell me this is about consistency. This is about targeting women of color in the United States of America. Elon Omar is a racist. Pure and simple. She tweeted explicitly. That, you know, that to suggest that Israel's allies in the United States politics were motivated by money rather than principle when she treated, it's all about the Benjamins, baby. And that doesn't matter because the Republicans are targeting. 
When the Repu when the Democratic Party went after Marjorie Taylor Greene and called her racist and said she couldn't be on these committees, that was okay. But Elon Omar is a symbol of the Democratic Party. That's right. She is a symbol of the Democratic Party. Racist to the core, hate to the core, not looking out for your best interest. Now, to show you what kind of game Elon Omar likes to play, she wants to show everybody she's a good person. She has every single time Israel has come up for anything she's opposed it hard. Everything from humanitarian to defense, but whatever you could imagine, Elon Omar has wanted to boycott Israel. And yet on her way out from the Foreign Affairs Committee, lo and behold, what does she do? She's on a sponsor on a bill to, to you know, to, she's, to, um, she's, she, her name is sandwiched between Brad Schneider and Josh Conamer on a pro-Israel bill. All of a sudden, her, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, Lois Frankel, Kathy Manning, Alyssa Slotkin, Dean Phillips, and a whole bunch of people suddenly... She wants to show her this, this is her thing. Elon Omar, ladies and gentlemen, is a disgusting individual in terms of her attitude. Congratulations for making the house. Congratulations from coming from Somalia and getting to where she is. That is an extraordinary, you know, achievement, especially because women in Somalia will get bupkis. But Elon Omar has come to the United States of America for to, and becoming a congresswoman, and she's taking advantage of her platform to be a racist, to attack an American ally, a tactical American ally, to further her purpose and her cause. You want to know what? I'm thrilled for the Republican Party for getting rid of this menace, Stuart, from the Foreign Affairs Committee. Kudos. Listen, you brought up Debbie Wasserman Schultz, the disgraced Democrat from Hollywood, Florida, yep. which, I, which I've got to tell you, she incites more violence, by the way, than even Maxime, our famous, you know, get out and slap him in the face, hit him hard. Mm -hmm. Debbie Wasserman Schultz is known for step on their neck and destroy them, right? If I misquoted her by destroy them, maybe she actually said kill them. Mm -hmm. Anyways, long story short, what Debbie Wasserman Schultz has in common with Elon Omar is that they're both anti-Israel. They're both anti-Republican. Well, Debbie, show, show, Debbie will tell you she is pro-Israel and her voting record shows otherwise, that she's not anti-Israel. But, yep. but, 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 but this is not about Debbie Wasserman Schultz. This is no, about it's Elon not. Omar. It's about the hypocrisy of saying what I am one way and doing as another. Again, inciting violence uh, at nausea in the, I believe it was the election involving Mitt Romney, where she came out. But anyways, Elon Omar has consistently, consistently spoken out about American values. I think Elon Omar, we once even went so far as saying, maybe you should go back to Somalia if you think your rights would be better there. She claims all kinds of abuses. You know what? Is she anti-Arab nation? No. Is she pro-woman's rights? No. You know, in Somalia, they literally mutilate girls. Mutilate them. 
Girls have no rights, have no freedoms, can't serve in government. But Ilan Omar is against the only country in the West, in Israel, in the Middle East, that is, sorry, is Westernly. And, and and I don't understand. Oh, Why it's all easy. Oh, it's simple. Heart? No, but it's simple. It's simple, Stuart. And I'm sorry because I've experienced this from people who talk about their brothers and sisters in Palestine. And, you know, when I hear that remark, my question to them is, really? Like, I, I, I get it. I get it. What about your brothers and sisters that are being killed in, I don't know, in Kuwait? What about your brothers and sisters that were completely, you know, enslaved in Qatar and in Saudi Arabia? No, 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 no. That doesn't count. What about the one, the Iranians, when they kill, and the Iraqis, when they That doesn't count. The only time it counts is in Israel. And the truth of the matter is that, oddly enough, if Ilan Omar and even Rashida Tlaib, the so-called Palestinian-American who likes to to make herself sound like you know she's a goddess, if she any of those two ladies tried to go to any Muslim country or Arab country and try to get elected and have the same voice as she does in America, the only place in the entire Middle East where she could get voted in is Israel. And so the crap, and then the only place where she can get a university education is Israel. The only place where she would have Equal rights to a man is in Israel. But Elon Omar's only purpose is to destroy Israel. She was the only congresswoman to support the boycott, divest, and sanction movement against Israel, BDS. She is, has been a staunch enemy to Israel. She wrote that Israel has hypnotized the world. When you use words like that, tropes like that, and question American juries alliances, because this is a great line, that American jury has, is more interested in Israel than the United States. This is another one of those anti-Semitic ways of trying to create division. Elon Omar, Rashida Tlaib, AOC and the squad are a group of thugs. They're a group of, of bullies, and they're getting away with it because the Democratic Party can't afford to lose votes. And so therefore they're bringing in the racists that they claim that they're fighting against. Bravo. Do you know what, do you know, do you know what a neo-Nazi oh. and Elon Omar have in common in the squad? Here we go. Let's hear it. What do they have in common? They're both full of shit. Wow. They both lie to their base and present false narratives to achieve a, a, an unbelievable feeling that they have been wronged. Yeah, well, I'll, know, give you, I'll give you an example. Hold on, I'll give you an example. Hakeem Jeffries, to your point, right? What does Hakeem Jeffries say? He goes, what's going to, what he said, what, what, what went on the floor, it was not about accountability. It was about political revenge. So Hakeem Jeffries himself, who can't wait to crap on Israel and Jewry in, in the United States, we've seen that, has no problem. He would love it. So instead of telling the truth and saying, you know, guys, we have a racist in the ranks. No, we need to deflect the blame. It's on the Republicans. It's the Republicans are seeking political revenge. Nancy Pelosi threw people off of the committee. That was protecting America. But Kevin McCarthy does it. It's political revenge. Yep. Spare me. Spare double me. standards. Double standards. Double standards.
You know, David. I, I, you know, but listen, I don't like the fact that Elon Omar's office and she said that they're getting these death threats, and I'm I'm totally against it. We don't need that. Okay. Nope. We don't need this kind of stuff. And truth of the matter is, is that this is where she's able to push more of that. Look, they hate me. You don't want me. Republicans and conservatives hate me. That's racially motivated. This is not right. What's right is to call somebody out on tweets, on speeches on the floor, comments made. You are held accountable. If you are holding the highest offices in the land, from president down to congressperson, I don't care. Your words are your words, and you're tied to those. And well, the- that, that, that's what McCarthy came out yesterday and said, that everyone should be held accountable for their bites and their tweets and their public demeanor. And I don't disagree with McCarthy. He actually articulated a point of neutrality that, you know what, I don't think anyone on the left could argue. Both sides need to have rules. And the rules for oh. me are for thee. Oh, no, and no, that no, was no, what he no, said. No, not for Elon Omar. Do you want to hear what she she said this? She goes, she's like, who? She goes, the debate has brought about, you know, and she said, who gets to be an American? What opinions do you have to be counted as an American? This is what the debate is about. There, There is this idea that if that you are suspect if you are an immigrant or if you are from a certain part of the world or of a certain skin tone or a Muslim. And I'm like, you know, I, I got to tell you, the media likes to cover her, 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 her femme, you know, this femme fatale, this, oh my God, this woe is me crap. Marjorie Taylor Greene said she gets death threats all the time. Never covered. Elon Omar says she gets death threats. It's covered to the, to the gills and, and, and she's, she's, you know, thriving in these type of things. This is wrong. And you know what? It's time to get rid of her. And you know what? The folks in Minnesota, shame on you for electing or voting her in. Okay, because you voted in a racist. And unless you believe her politics, then you know what? The people from Minnesota that tried to tell us all how we are racists, you're no better. Yep. David, on that note, it's Friday. Thank God. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who are like me in the great north, uh, northern United States and, and Canada, Stay inside today. It is freezing cold out there. And uh, while Stuart is laughing at all of us freezing over here, we, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a 48 hours of wonderful misery. So stay up and cozy up to our podcasts. Warm up by the fireplace or the heater, listening to some of our past broadcast podcasts. It's available on Apple, iTunes. It's on uh, TuneIn. It's on Spotify. It's all over the place. And we are growing. And we love you for your support. Stuart? Let's tell everybody to you know, stay well and have a good weekend. Stay well, everyone, and have a great weekend.